You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Mark, and I can't get this monkey off my back. I'm Ryan, the upside-down genizen of the night. <laughs> okay, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> did you think I was going to go over? I do, do not know. Uh, welcome back. We are looking at Season 2, Episode 12 of The One After the Super Bowl, Part 1. Uh, weird title. It, it is a weird title. Um, there's there's going to be a lot to get into for, for this episode. So this is actually a, a double-length episode of the second season of Friends. So... They played it as just basically one episode. Oh, okay. Rather than, you know, here's part one and come back a week later for part two sort of thing. Um, it aired on January 28th, 1996, uh, immediately after NBC's telecast of Super Bowl Triple X or Ooh, 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the uncut format, uh, the double episode runs for 43 minutes. And of course, we are going to watch just the first part, uh, as it said, for DVD and Netflix and so on. Um, this was actually the most watched episode of Friends, drawing 52.9 million viewers on its premiere night. It's a lot of people. Well, that's because it followed the Super Bowl. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're watching the Super Bowl, which is... It's, it's probably hard for us to really talk about because I've never watched it. I have some vague understanding of well, the you, Super Bowl. You've never watched a Super Bowl? Not even one Super no, Bowl? No, why would I? I am British. <laughs> okay. Why, why would I? Why British people don't one watch American football and two? Even if you wanted to, I don't think it's really like that easy to to watch it. It's it's been easy for probably the last about decade. Um, the BBC show it every year. Okay. Um, admittedly, it starts at like well, actually, it's the longest sport event in the world. So it starts at like ten p.m. UK time and runs until like six thirty. Yeah. Because it's just the long, long event. Um. Back in the day, yeah, like when, when French was airing, it would have been almost impossible to watch this football in the UK. Yeah, but but American football is for us isn't really a thing. No, it's getting bigger, but I mean, I'm a big NHL fan, so I'm quite into like. I, I would say even that, even that is still pretty pretty niche over here. Yeah, in, yeah, even so, so even even knowing all the places I could watch any American sport I wanted to, it's still more difficult than you'd expect. It's not like watching the Premier League. No, but for for Americans, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is you know that's what you're doing that day, yeah. whether, whether you're into it or not. Like that's what all your friends are doing. So everyone's watching Super Bowl. So I have to feel like a lot of people just had their TV just on. And they yeah. were enjoying their party and whatever, and just, you know, oh, it's finished now, but whatever else is playing, we're not watching it, we're, we're doing whatever, so. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that was 52.9 million dedicated Friends fans. No. I think it was half the people were just partying and drinking because their team had just won the Super Bowl, so they're probably, like you said, the team was on the background. Yeah. And the other half were probably like, oh, this might cheer me up, we just lost the Super Bowl. So. But, but it's, a, it's a great slot to have, like, to be, you know, right after the biggest mm. sporting event in the world. Um. So yeah, quite quite interesting. It's probably not the best episode for everyone to to get into for their first time. No, I mean, it's weird to you know we always talk about how many guest stars season one of Friends had and how prevalent they were. Yeah, like this is a huge spot for the show to get two seasons in. Like, I know the show was big at this point, but the Super Bowl is still the Super Bowl. Yes, and you know it. it I don't. I don't know how it was at the time. But to me, Friends season two is it is it still finding its way and still trying to gain its audience? You know, Seinfeld had been going a lot longer; is probably a lot bigger in terms of people's thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, there's there's probably other shows like The Simpsons, like Simpsons '96. It's probably like at its peak moment, Fair. I would say. Um, but you know, this is on NBC. I don't know what was on the other channels at the time, so who who knows, right? You might have had The Simpsons right after Super Bowl on Fox and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a chemo. And talking about different actors, there is a lot in this. And I assume it's because they knew it was going to be after the Super Bowl when they've, they've packed it. It's, a, it's an episode that they have made a big deal out of, I guess. Ah. This um, is where the budget went this year. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> so. You do get, you get those, those episodes where they basically put all their money into it because they're like, this is going to be in relation to something else that happens at that time. So we, we know people are going to be watching it, so we, we put our best foot forward somewhere. Um, so yeah, we're we're just going to cover the first part of this. Yep. As I said, um, I guess we should get straight into it then. 
get the monkey off your back? Then put it in your mouth with Monkey Shine Beer. Monkey Shine Beer, because it's a jungle out there. That commercial always makes me so sad. Yeah, but then the guy opens his beer and those girls run at him, so everything seems to work out okay. It is a weird start to a Friends episode. It is. <laughs> like, considering this, this would have appeared right after the Super Bowl. Yep. And that would have had lots of beer, commercials and whatever. Like, you have to wonder, like, did they play on that? Like... I don't mind, so it seems very deliberate to me, I guess. You were like, more beer adverts, Super yeah, Bowl, and then, and then you're you're straight into Friends, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah I can imagine you're now going to be singing monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll drink a monkey beer. Um, yeah, Ross is sad about his advert because the monkey reminds him of Marcel. And I'm like, of course it does. It looks like Marcel. Like, Yeah, like, but I mean, you know, monkeys look like monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Ross is wondering if he did the right thing giving him away, uh, you know. He did. Definitely. Because of what was going on. Um, I mean, Phoebe took a dart in the butt for that. <laughs> she did. She did. But, you know, it's, it is easy to forget that Marcel was only in this show for like a, a few short episodes ago. But it feels like a huge part of Friends at the time. And then we've totally forgotten about Marcel. Yeah, like it's weird because you say Marcel, and I'm like, that's Ross's monkey. And in my head, he's around for ages. And, nope. There's just. Well, well he's, he's around, he feels like he's around for ages. But even, you know. We've only been doing this for, I can't remember how many episodes since, since we had Marcel in, but let's say 12 or so. And we've already forgotten about him. Yeah. Like, like Marcel doesn't exist in the, the Friends universe anymore. No, he's, like, he's just not there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice that he comes back in this way, yeah. as we're going to get into, but also, also weird at the same time. Uh, although I don't think Rachel's Malibu doll will uh, quite forget Marcel because no. she won't be wearing white on her, to her wedding anymore. She she did take a hump in from Marcel to be fair, like <laughs> like many things around the apartments. Uh, we then have the friends intro, and at Central Park, uh, Joey walks in ecstatic. He's got his first fan mail letter. It's a bit of a weird one because it contains eyelashes. <laughs> Who would do that? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know that she's clearly crazy, insane. crazy stalker. Yeah, but like, of all the the things you could put in, like. In my head, I'm like, maybe she could have put, like, a nude Polaroid. Like, something that Joey might actually want. Why would she want eyelashes? Yeah. Well, this is, I guess, what we will get into with, with the character. She is crazy. Mm -hmm. And not altogether there. She, she's not a fan who's too obsessed. She's not right in the head. This is definitely a few sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> yes, if you want to put it that way. But, you know, the, Joey doesn't seem to mind. Like, And I think this is the difference between men and women. Women see a stalker as dangerous. Men see a stalker as someone who really likes them and wants an ego boost from that. Yeah, I mean, that, it kind of makes sense. Like, I guess as, as a woman, you know, in society, they tend to be made to feel vulnerable and men are aggressive and, you know, in theory, stronger and dangerous, whereas men don't have that kind of insecurity. Men are just like, I'm a man. And then, you know, finding out that this woman's really into you, are like, damn right, because I'm <laughs> sexy. And you just there isn't a threat level there for a man, I guess. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool, because nothing's going to happen if I don't want it to, because I'm a man. Yeah. And it just, there's, a, you know, it's, there's no threat when you're a bloke, I guess, in theory. And, and it's nice to be liked and wanted. Yeah, whereas I think it's a different connotation when it's a woman. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ross walks in with his bags packed. Uh, he's got a conference in LA to go to, and he's going to pop by the zoo and see Marcel. Uh, at least Chandler thinks like it's a bit of a silly idea doing this. We then have a cute guy that enters, and Rach really remembers him, uh, as does Phoebe. Is he cute? Well, he's meant to be. Like, I know I'm straight, and it's the, this is the 90s, but I'm like, he just looks like a bloke on the street. Like, Well, he... that, that's, why I put, that's why I mean in this. It's not me going, oh, I think he's cute. It, it is like, oh, you know, a cute guy enters, because Rachel thinks he is. I'm just questioning Rachel and Phoebe's taste, I guess. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> I mean, Phoebe's taste is always wildly inconsistent, to be fair. Like, look at David. Well, you can <laughs> say the same for Rachel. Look at, look at Russ and Ro <laughs> Russ. And Russ. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just remember like, he wasn't, you know, if I was going to hire, like, cast, like, striking handsome man, I'd be like, where's George Clooney at? He's really been in Friends. Yeah. Let's bring him back. We can do that again. <laughs> you know, not this, no offense to the guy, but he doesn't strike me as handsome chap. When you find out what he does, the casting makes more sense. I yeah, maybe this is a, a men and women thing again. Like men, you can definitely go right. This is what is an uh, an attractive woman in men's minds, and you probably go blonde, 
leggy, skinny, etc. Right? With women, I don't think you could ever be like, "Here is an attractive man," because it it, it doesn't work that way. I guess. And and as us looking at other men, go, they're not attractive, and it's like, no, but to to women, they are. I mean, like if reason. Henry Cavill walked in, I'd be like, yes, okay, I understand, you go, Phoebs. But well, it's the same way. Like men think like muscles are attractive, yeah. And women are like, no, like I don't like muscles like that. I don't find that attractive. But all men are like, no, I must be as big as possible with all the muscles, because yeah, I mean that not being true has worked out very well for me. To be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be screwed. <laughs> um. Yeah, Phoebes uh, goes up uh, to to play a song, and uh, Rob introduces himself to her. Uh, he schedules performers at kids' libraries around the city, and he wants Phoebes to play for the kids. Has he heard any of her songs before? I'm going to say no. <laughs> no. I'm also going to say, what a weird job. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, all he does, he just roams the city. Like, Will you play at my library? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's odd. Like, first of all, if you've ever heard Phoebe play, you would be like, I don't think she's suitable to play to kids. No. And even if you think she's attractive and this is your way in, I feel like probably wouldn't get her to play ultimately. I mean, you know, sometimes you're nervous and you need, you need an excuse to strike up a conversation. This, this is, I guess, as good a one yeah, as any. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but she's totally beside by him and agrees. Like, I guess attraction works. Like, if you're attractive, people do things for you. I mean, sometimes there'll be people that you're, you're so attracted to you know, your brain kind of shuts down. And you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do always find it weird when, you know, Monica, Rachel, Phoebe do this. And it's like, you do that an awful lot and you don't need to. You don't need to act like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Happens uh, to us all at times. But uh, the actor that plays Rob is uh, Chris, I- Chris Isaac. Um, I have no idea who he is, but apparently he's a well-known musician and a bit of an actor too. I mean, not to me, he's not. Like I read that in the notes and was like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. Looked yeah. In, like I think that you've got this thing where America's such a huge place with so many different like networks and things that he could potentially be a massive star in the States. So it was like, oh my god, it's Chris Isaac. But because so little media comes across the thing, maybe we wouldn't know. Well yeah, it's it's funny when British like musicians go over to America, like the Spice Girls. Um and they'll be hugely popular here in Europe, in Asia, wherever. They go to America and no one cares. Yeah. And you're like, why don't they? Like they, they should, like they would probably really like us. And they go, No, don't care. You're like, oh. But then they will have bands who are absolutely huge who never appear here either. No. I mean, America's just so vast. Mm. Like, there's a, a music YouTuber that I watch sometimes, and for the first few videos I would watch, I kind of stopped. Well, he's got one where he does, like, videos about bands, and they're really in-depth, almost like documentaries, and they're fantastic. And he's got a second channel where he just kind of waffles random stuff. And when he's waffling, he sounds like a bit of a tool because... People are like, oh, Europe don't understand music. Europe's so far behind. Europe still <laughs> listens to this. And I'm like, it just sounds really arrogant and like mm. pretentious. But then I kind of had to remember, America's gigantic. Like you could in, you could have entire subcultures of musical genres appear in Florida oh, that people in Chicago never hear. And you're like, oh, wait, I guess it kind of makes sense now. So when the music scene is in a country that's so big, kind of progresses so quickly, I imagine it would kind of feel like, oh, wait, Europe have only just got this genre. Yeah. How weird. They only have just discovered this band when they've been around your country for ages. Well, it's, it's like when you go to France and you listen to the music on the radio there, you're like, wow, this is so weird and different. Mm. Like, no wonder it's only on in France. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the boys are thinking about food, uh, but they're not going to cook for themselves. Like, I think we've all been there. Yeah, I love this laugh between the boys. When I lived alone and people pop over, we'd order in nine times out of ten because screw cooking. Also, part of my motivation was marked. It's my food in the fridge. Bring your own <laughs> yes, if you're hungry. Yep, no, I'm the like, same. I know it makes you sound mean, but like some of our friendship group can eat a lot. So they'd come round, open the fridge, and be like, "Bye bye, multi pack of Mars bars. They're gone. I only bought them fifteen minutes ago. But all my Mars bars are gone." <laughs> or I remember it got to one point where my friends would come round for lunch so often, I would tell him he had to pick up food. I'd be like, "I'll make you lunch. You go buy it though." Because well, this is different cultures, I think. Like some cultures, it's all about, "Hey, come and join in. Like we're all family, we're all friends. You can eat my food, whatever." Uh, British culture is not like that. It's like, "No, I've bought this. This is for me. I've not bought spares of extra, so I'm not." I don't feel obliged to feed you. And if, I think it's, it's different culture. I think in Britain, if you invite someone for tea, cook, because you invited them specifically yes. for tea. If you in, if someone's just popping over, to me, this is, there's no real obligation to feed them. No. But I will. Like, I'm, not, I'm not that stingy. It's just, 
when I had my own place for a while and people, like this friend would come around like four times a week and it got to the point where I'd go shopping and buy enough chicken to last me the week and then they'd be gone within three days and I'd be like, right, I will cook for you. Just go buy your own food because... But I, I think in the for the boys though, they're basically just so lazy. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, nah, I can't be cook. Uh, so they're, they're thinking about, you know, what they're going to do for food when the door rings. It's Erica, Joey's mm. stalker. Hello. It's Erica. Uh, the stalker. Oh, never mind, it's open. Oh. <laughs> yes, hitting her with a frying pan is a good idea. We might want to have a backup plan, though, just in case she is in a cartoon. <laughs> Let's get out of here. The one time they're not home. Okay. <laughs> we'll just leave, and when we pass her on the stairs, she won't know it's me because we never met. <laughs> That's how radio stars escape stalkers. Everything about this is from a cartoon. So, like, okay, first off, the frying pan, that's probably a pretty good weapon. I mean, Chandler's clearly never seen Tangled. I mean, it didn't exist then. But, <laughs> no. you know, Tangled proves that they're pretty good armaments, to be fair. I, I think they are. And then just the Joey going, like, let's get out of here. All we need to do is get, let's get out of here, Scoobs. Just run for a wall and like, <laughs> yes, Joey yeah. shaped outline in it. And, you know, they're knocking at the door and, like, the one time, like, they're out. But even just the way, like, like Joey's like, oh, you know, Joey won't know what I look like. It's such a Joey thought. <laughs> yes. Like, we've never met you on telly. <laughs> yeah. She knows what you look like. You don't know what she looks like. All I was thinking was run up the stairs, go up a flight of stairs, yes. and wait for her to walk, walk off. Yep. Don't go down. Or well, you go down, and you, you know, it's like a horror movie, like you go upstairs and yes. then you're doomed. But she's probably not going to, actually, who knows what she's going to do. I'm going to completely contradict myself. She's crazy. Well, she's found out Joey's address somehow. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess she's going to go up and guess what floor he's on. But yeah, she might wander around or she might, she'll probably wait. That'd be worse. They probably shouldn't have just left the apartment. They probably should have stayed at the apartment, locked the door, pretend they're not in. Called the police straight away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy lady outside. Uh, but, you know, they, they let get out of the house. As I said, they forgot to shut the door. I thought that was a bit weird. They let it out the house, but don't shut the door. Yeah, they don't lock it. And it's just weird. Like, surely you would. Yeah. Uh, but you know they they end up back in, uh, and I don't know why Chandra is freaking out. Like he doesn't know who Erica is. Erica doesn't care about him. He could wa- he could wander past her fine. Can't abandon Joey. <laughs> so if we had if we had a watching friends stalker and she knocked this door right now, would you just like, climb out the window and leave me to it? <laughs> yeah, why not? Because <laughs> uh, you know my life would definitely be like Chandra, where the women don't want me. <laughs> I mean, if it, they're crazy stalker people sending me eyelashes, they can they can keep them. <laughs> Until they turn up at the door, right? Because <laughs> uh, when Erica knocks on the door, they open it. They don't even check the peephole first. Yep. Uh, it's the first thing I'd do. Yeah. Like, oh, who's that? Uh, have they got a knife? Like, what do they look like? You know, can we take them? Uh, and it's an attractive woman standing in front of them. Uh, isn't the saying, the hotter they are, the crazier they are, or something like that? I mean, it stacks in this, in this issue, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Like, it definitely fits. But, you know, this is actually Brooke Shields. It is. Um, yeah, Brooke, Brooke Shields is a, a name you don't really hear that much now. Like in the 90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of what she's, she's been in, but she's been in a lot of big big films at the time. Yeah, definitely. definitely a, a, the 90s was definitely a decade, I guess. Yeah. Um, but she's very, very pretty. Oh, definitely. Like she definitely, if, if you're going to cast someone around that time, she's a good choice to be like, oh, wait, she's crazy, but she's fit. So, oh. so Brooke Shields has been sending you eyelashes and she was at the door now. You had to let her in. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. At least of course, once. Of course you would. I'd let her in at least once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a very dirty joke here, though, as Charles squeezes the bottle he is holding. Yep, it, it's such a great visual <laughs> gag. It's just like, poor Chandler, keeping the crazy women. Like, like the, yeah. the fact that got on TV, though, like of what it's represented is amazing. I think it's one of those where it's only a dirty joke if you get it. So yes. if you're a kid watching that joke, you're like... Chandler squeezed the bottle. Mm. Like it's, it's, there's no, there's no joke there because it's just, it's just something that happened. Yeah. Whereas if you were doing a Chandler joke, then it's dying. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ross is at the zoo though, and he meets the manager, another famous actor. So our second in this episode already, uh, Fred Willard. Uh, these are all like sort of, I say low key celebs, but they're not in some ways. Uh, but I guess what I mean by low key is like they don't advertise them. Like, you know. They don't hang out with them for a whole episode. It's not like The Simpsons where they go, oh, look, it's Brooke Shields mm. or something. Like they, they're just 
they're, they're celebrities that are there playing a different character and it's never mentioned or brought up or anything. Well, I think it's one of those things where Fred Willard would be really, really well known in the States. So if you were watching this as it aired in America, you'd be like, oh, it's Fred Willard, yay! And you know, you'd have your know. If it was a different style show, there'd be like an audience applause. Yeah. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, there isn't that. But yeah, he's a great actor. I, I love him in loads of stuff, uh, especially in Modern Family. He's so funny in that. Is, that's a show I've never watched. It, it's, it's very good. It's, it's one of the best sitcoms of, of recent years. Um, there's a lot of seasons to it now, and... It gets much better as it goes on, but it, it's hard not to love. All right, so well, I heavily recommend it. In five years after we've done this, we'll, we'll, we'll move do, on to that. Watching yeah. Man and Family. Um, but we've now got a clip coming up for you. Mr. Geller? Yes, hi. Hi, Dean Lifson, zoo administrator. I was told you had a question. Well, I, uh, I can't seem to find the monkey I donated last year. He's a capuchin. Answers to the name Marcel. <sighs> I'm afraid I have some bad news. Marcel has passed on. Oh my God, what happened? Well, he got sick, and then he got sicker, and then he got a little better, but then he died. <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm sorry, Mr. Geller, but you know, there's an old saying, sometimes monkeys die. <laughs> it's not a great saying, but... It certainly is fitting today. So, Ryan, is that a saying you've ever used before? <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Maybe I should start. The manager then gives Ross some zoo dollars. Which, uh, great. <laughs> yeah, like you can spend them at the zoo, uh, but you can't take them away, really. Uh, at the New York Library, though, which is rather fancy, and it's a place I'd love to go to. Uh, have you ever been? Uh... Yes, for about eight seconds. We walked in, did like a quick tour and then left. Okay. We didn't really do much in there. It was just, oh, there it is, and then we left. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not a place you do stuff in. It's more you wander around, yeah. enjoy enjoy the architecture, I guess. We weren't there long, but yeah, we didn't plan to go. We just accidentally strolled past it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the places where you're like, I recognise this building from all the films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phoebes is getting ready to play, though. The, the kids are pretty impressed by her guitar. Uh, but for some reason, Charla, Monica and Rachel have all tagged along. Um, one moral support maybe well don't they have jobs to go to and two can't anyone in Friends do anything alone ever nope nope you're paying the actors they all gotta be there because if, if you said Mark I'm doing this uh, thing at the library for a bunch of kids I wouldn't be like I'd love to come yeah. Ryan that's fair especially Phoebe given that she's kind of like the outlier of the group and is yes. often off doing things by herself it would but, make sense if she did this by herself yeah exactly uh, Joey has been seeing his stalker though <laughs> And Chandler said that she's a total whack job because, you know, she thinks Joey's actually Dr. Drake Ramore. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, Phoebes is a bit nervous, though. Maybe she should uh, picture the kids in their underwear. Nope. <laughs> no, it, I mean, Rob says, like, oh, that's kind of what the last guy got fired <laughs> yeah. for. And you're like, whoa, we got dark. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like, well, the audience goes, ha, 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 that's funny. And you're like, no. No. Me overthinking things again. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you know, you're not overthinking them at all in that, in that way. Um the kids actually listen and, uh, you know, she's, she's a bit nervous and, you know, while she's nervous, uh, Rob is thinking of kissing her and then he does. Gross. Like, what a moment to pick. Like, you're in front, in front of a bunch of kids with a woman like you barely know and you're like, I'm going to kiss you right now, even though I have no idea what you're thinking of me. It, it's just so all creepy and inappropriate. Like, hi, I'm Rob. Want a job? Kiss me. Yeah. Like, he, that wouldn't work in 2022. That's not going to fly. No. Um, like, well, like that could have so easily gone wrong where she's like oh no what are you doing like but plus public face reflection are disgusting at the best of times let alone in front of kids yes like I don't care how attracted I am to a woman I don't care how much I might want to kiss her at that moment I'm not doing it in public <laughs> certainly well, not in front of kids well yeah like you know your, your first kiss with someone you know you pick your moments and I don't think that is the moment to pick is it no you're not gonna, you're not gonna bring that up in your wedding speech well, I remember when I kissed Phoebe in front of 50 school kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you put, what now okay uh, but you know that's, that's calmed Phoebe down a bit and she's now ready to play um, she's gonna play some songs about grandparents um I'm gonna play um, some songs about grandparents okay <clears throat> now grandma's a person who everyone likes she bought you a train and a bright shiny bike but lately she hasn't been coming to dinner And last time you saw her she looked so much thinner 
Now, your mom and your dad said she moved to Peru, but the truth is she died, and someday you will too. La 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 Well, that song started nice, at least. It, it's Phoebe's best song. It could be her best ever song. I love this <laughs> song. It's so it's it's almost like it's the best she plays guitar almost ever. Yep. And it's funny, like plus it's true. Kids, kids like honesty. Yes, we'll find out. And uh, I did, I did like the the la la las because she can't think of what to sing. <laughs> There's only one verse. Because. I feel like she doesn't actually write down her songs. She makes them up and they're all in her head. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel this one is something that she's been playing around with and she just does it off the cuff rather than, I have a song that I've worked on and figured out. She lullalas until she works out verse yeah. two and then like, <laughs> we'll go now. Pretty much, right? Um, yeah, great song, very funny. Yeah, I mean, when we were playing the clip, I had a hard time not just cracking <laughs> Well, you, you, was, you was nodding along to it for it, a little bit. It's great. I love this song. <laughs> uh, we then end up at a restaurant with uh, Joey and Erica. And, you know, this seems like the first time Joey has actually realised she's thinking he is Drake. Yeah, he plays along, yep. which is a dangerous game. It is, uh, because Erica wants to eat his hands, but she won't. Because, you know, that would be bad. I don't think I've ever looked at someone and thought they had attracted ha- attractive hands. No. Like, it's not. I mean, maybe I'm a bloke and my eyes go elsewhere. But <laughs> to, to, to the feet, perhaps? <laughs> no, <we weren't. laughs> yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, ooh, like, she's got pretty hands. No, it's, I, it's in a sentence I've ever heard myself think. No, it's it's the same way we discussed uh, like the the wedding ring. Like I've never gone to like a bar and looked at someone's hand to see if they've got a wedding ring on to see if they're available or not. Like no. So, but also, hands are hands are gross. Like you know, you you probably like licked your hands, your fingers before, and you're like there is a taste to them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird thing to say, but, but, it, yeah. but it is right. You don't think you don't think your hands like taste great because they're touching everything. Well, yeah, they're all. Rubby and non things yeah, at the time. pretty much. But I, I love the way she's like, but I won't. And then we get a proper, like, daytime soap laugh off her, like a proper maniacal laugh. Yeah. Uh, but then she does end up licking his hands. These miracle, magical, life-giving hands. Oh, just to be near them, touch them, maybe even lick one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> just one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> oh my God, someone, he's choking. Is anyone here a doctor? Oh, yes. Yes, the, the best doctor in all of Salem, Dr. Drake Ramore. I love how she goes like so full on with this. Like when she's licking his hand, she's not just, I just have a lick of the finger or whatever. She's like putting it in her mouth. Yeah, like full on method. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he, he must have put something nice on his hands because otherwise you're licking someone's hands like that oh, it would have tasted weird it's a job you do, you do what you do I guess but uh, it, her facial expressions are hilarious because she starts off all like gently almost like cutely doing yeah. it and then she's like nah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's like, just swallowed him whole it's like oh my god it's so funny uh, even, but I was watching Matt LeBlanc's face and even he seems like unsure about this <laughs> like you could tell like she's definitely just going for it yep. rather than oh this is how you're going to do the scene and, and whatever like he's like oh wow like I mean, okay. credit to Brooke Shields, to be fair. Like, <laughs> just to go on TV, sit across someone and just lick their heart. Yeah. It's so weird, but it's like, yeah, she went for it. Like, Let's be, like okay, you've, ju- you've just met someone for the first time that day or the day before, whatever. Yes, you're Brooke Shields. And yes, that is Joey Tribbiani, the famous actor from Friends that you've known, Matt LeBlanc. But still, you don't know each other that well, right? No. Or even if you did know, like... Any of your friends, if they want to lick your hands, you'd still feel uncomfortably weird, right? No. <laughs> Especially while you've got a bunch of cameras and a studio audience watching you. I feel like, at least if we were acting, it would make more sense. If I just sat down at someone's house and went, right, I'm going to lick your hands. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home now. Uh, now, a side note. Apparently, during filming of the scene when Brock Shields' character uh, is licking Matt LeBlanc's hands, her then-boyfriend, and, uh, Andre Agassi... Is that the tennis player? It is, yes. Uh, stormed onto the set and Brooke and Andre had a blazing row leaving her in tears um, you know does he know know it's a hot stage and like if, if it's hot acting hot stage not got to worry yeah 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 Jerry taught us this yeah then it's fine um, yeah what, what a what a weird thing to do like I, I kind of get it in a, in a small sense but at the same time like if your girlfriend goes uh, is acting and is doing that on stage 
You know they're acting, right? They're doing it for a job. It's not their their impulse. Well, it makes them sound really insecure. Yes. Uh, and needy. And I get that even if... If I dated an actor and they were, you know, I might not like watching them make out with someone on a stage all day. Yeah. Because emotionally, or intellectually, I might know, it's just acting, she loves me, she doesn't care. Emotionally, I might have a reaction where I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I pretty neurotic, so I'd be like, are they bed kissing me? <laughs> Does she like that more? Does she want this to be more? She can, and I probably have a little bit of freak out. Yeah. But you know, you just have to suck up and get over it. Um, but to do this in front of like the entire cast and crew, like if you were going to have this argument, bring up at home. Be like, you know, when you were licking Matt's hand, you seemed <laughs> yeah. like you enjoyed that a little bit too much. And then at least have like you can have a private conversation about yeah. it. But to scream at her in on set is so unprofessional and just weird and possessive. What a douche! So I I don't know how true this is. I you just see it on the internet, right? But it's mentioned in enough places that you've got to assume something happened. Yeah. But yeah, like, surely, even though you're really upset, you know that a writer has written that. It's not just her. They've, they've shouted cut and she's, like, lunged at him and wants to do that. Yeah, it's not like, where's the script? And then nowhere. And then suddenly it's like, <laughs> yeah. Joey kisses her neck. And she's like, she wrote that in, in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Like, like I said, like, even Matt LeBlanc seems a bit, oh, Oh, you're taking this quite far. It's, it's so funny. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a great scene. Um, just just a shame to hear that that happened in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about Andre Agassi himself, but I, f- I feel like he, in the news he was looked down upon in a lot of ways. I know he played tennis and that he had weird possessive issues with his partner. That's all I know now. I've um, <laughs> gone from one fact to two facts. He played tennis. <laughs> let's, let's hope you never meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I just ask him to lick your hands and just see what he says. Uh, but you know, there, there's no time for that. A man is choking. And whilst he's choking, everyone stands around just watching. Yep. Uh, as Erica then introduces Joey as Dr. Drake Ramore. Because she's mental? Yeah. But at the same time, Joey's a doctor. And at first, she's like, <laughs> she's like, the greatest doctor in Salem. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I love Room Manhattan now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but I, I just find it weird, like, everyone else just stands around, like, not knowing what to do. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, someone's choking. You might not know what to do, but everyone just watching, like, go and pat them on the back or Heimlich maneuver or something, right? Try something, yeah. Yeah, not just stand around. Um, he was choking for quite a while during that speech, yep. <laughs> for sure. Uh, we then end up at the zoo where Ross is hanging out by the monkeys all by himself for some reason. Because he's, he's sad about Marcel. I guess. Uh, when a janitor arrives, also known as uh, Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer Simpson. So first we had Harry Shearer from The Simpsons on, trying to take Ross's monkey off him in a previous episode. And now we've got Dan, uh, and of, who's here. And of course we've got Hank Azaria, who's uh, Phoebe's boyfriend, David. Simpsons cast on over the place. <laughs> it is, there's way too many of them. But that's our third famous actor of the episode. Yep. Uh, he wants to meet in the nocturnal house. Uh, Ross doesn't enjoy being with other men that way, though. <laughs> uh, lucky for him, it's about his monkey. I mean, I love Dan's performance in this episode. He's so clearly invested in having a great time, and the character's so weird, but fantastic. I would watch an entire episode of a TV show where this character just walks around the zoo. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just great. But like, hello, lion, big cat of the savannah. I just want to hear his like, weirdly descriptive descriptions. Well, I think this is the thing with Dan. Like, we mainly known for The Simpsons. He's done that for 25-plus years. Yeah. But before and after that, he's, he's been a voice actor and an actor in so many things, and he can, he can do so many voices and, and stuff. He can become whoever he wants. Yeah. Like, you don't kind of think... You think of him, oh, it's just Homer Simpson. It's like, no, he can do lots of stuff, and he's very funny doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every time he talks to an animal in this scene, I'm just, like, blown away. I love it. Well, I think it's now time... Or an ad break, don't you think? I do. New this April from HyperX. It's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile gaming with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone whips. It can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperX and HP.com, Amazon, Microcenter, Target, Best Buy, and many other fine retailers. Hey guys, Brandon, Vin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. You see this thing here? Could you tell me if it's good or, or good or not? 
Mm, well... I'm gonna need an hour. Yeah, at least. Should I just wait over there, or... or you want me to no, come no, no. and t- talk it out with you guys? Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, come on, let's go. Podred Review. We review things so you can do things. Every week on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hi, we're Ellen. Steven. And Mark. Hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your... Wherever you get to your podcast. You get there. (laughs) Or at nicegames.club. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content, such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls, We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. And we're back with Joey and Erica. Uh, She wonders why he didn't help and Joey's lies work for once. Or she's just so into him that, that, you know, she doesn't care. I mean, Joey's lie is kind of terrible and yeah, kind of good at the same time. It's like, oh, I'm I'm a surgeon and I'm a brain surgeon, and he was having a feudal choking. I, I, I do love that, that like feudal choking. Just you just add like a a bit of a, a thing to an end of a word, and you can make it sound super intelligent, can't you? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, I mean, it wouldn't convince a sane person, but no. it's definitely the right thing to say to crazy Erica. But they kiss, and Joey forgets all about saying to Erica that she's basically crazy. Must be some kiss. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Phoebe's is uh, still singing and is talking about sex to kids. How is anyone letting her still play? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's politeness gone too far. Like if, you, if you're that worried about what she's singing to your kids, and then, you know, you're like, oh, now she's talking about intercourse. Like, yes. That's just... And these kids are quite young. Like, there's some of her songs, you're like, okay... That's fine for kids. They need to know about the world. And some stuff you're like, no, they don't need to know about this just yet. True. Let, let them stay kids. And Rob thinks the kids loved, loved her, um, you know, because she told the truth. Um, says the guy who just kissed her. Can't trust his reviews. His bias. <laughs> no. Uh, sadly, though, some parents didn't enjoy the songs. I'm not sure I would either, because I'd be thinking she's a bit weird. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's inappropriate for Phoebe to sing what she's singing, but it's mm. fine to make out with her in front of the kids, like, mm. get in the bin, Rob. Yep. We're going to hear time for but, you. But also, imagine a guy singing these songs in front of kids, like, takes on a different tone for some reason. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we're now back at the Nocturne house. We're going to go back and forth quite a bit in this episode. Uh, as the janitor, uh, who thinks he's a voiceover in some scary film, uh, has a bit more to say. Ah, the bat ambassador of darkness flitting out of his cave like a winged messenger sightless specter of the macabre buddy my monkey oh yeah right there was a break in a few months back inside job your monkey was taken oh my god but the zoo told me that my monkey was dead the zoo do you believe everything the zoo tells you? That, that's the only thing the zoo's ever told me. Of course they're going to say he's dead. They don't want the bad publicity. It's all a great big cover-up. Do you have any idea how high up this thing goes? That guy Lipson? Lipson nose? Hmm. Lipson nose, huh? Ah, hello, Mr. Possum. Enigma of the trees, upside down denizen of the night, taunting gravity. Buddy, with my you. monkey, my monkey. <laughs> Word on the street. Well, when I say street, I mean those little pretend streets they have here at the zoo. Of course. <laughs> Your monkey found a new career in the entertainment field. That's all I know. 
This is unbelievable. So, what is this information worth to you, my friend? Are you trying to get me to bribe you? Maybe. <laughs> but you already told me everything. I do like that. <laughs> you tried to bribe me. You, you already told me everything. I mean, it seems you can take the Dan out of Homer, but can't take the Homer <laughs> no. out of Dan. No, it's everything about Marceau is so weird. Like, why is there even a cover up? Why has this happened? It's all just strange. It is odd. It's like we put Marceau back in it. Why? Oh, it's some convoluted. I mean, maybe this was a thing that happened somewhere in the states where there was this corrupt zoo being dodgy, and they thought, oh, we can you know put this in an episode. Well, we there is a lot of dodginess going on. Like we had. You know, the other guy who wanted to, to take Marcel on, put him in knife fights. Yep. Uh, we've had the Tiger King, of course. Mm-hmm. America's a bit strange when it comes to, to wild animals. Just everything, like, Dan does in this scene, and he's, every line and word he's just perfectly committed yep. to, and he's so weird. I just, he's probably the most believable character in the episode, even though <laughs> I love the cast of him. He's just like, he's just so funny. And just, he's just compelling. I would sit and watch him for hours. Yeah, it's, it's a shame we didn't get a bit more of him. I feel like I need to see more of his actual like live action acting work as opposed to just his voice acting work. Yes. Just as long as he plays weirdos, I'm there for it. Well, I, I guess the, the problem with, with Dan in the terms of his look is he looks the way he looks and he's very hard to change that. <laughs> and I know what you're saying. It sounds Where, harsh, Whereas like, but... like, like Hank Azaria, he can change his look and become different people. Like, you know, he looks like Dave, he looks like a dork, but then he can be like super handsome hunk guy in a, in a film and stuff like that. Yeah, and then have you seen The Birdcage? No. Robin Williams. He plays a Salvadorian, no, a Guatemalan gay housemaid where he's in like booty shorts and like a knitted top and he's like ridiculously camp and can't wear shoes because he falls over and you just like you just look at that compared to David and you just like it's night and day yeah whereas you know Dan like like I say he he looks the way he looks so but yeah definitely check out like some of his other stuff for sure Um, very very funny guy I I, I can't even say he's wasted on the Simpsons because he's absolutely amazing on the Simpsons so uh, but we're back at the library. Uh, we've Ross somehow got there before everyone left, or I don't know. Maybe days and days have passed. Who knows? Like yeah, Phoebe's been doing like a residency at the library. Yeah, we have no idea because Friends has, has no knowledge of time, as we keep saying episode after episode now. Yep. Um, but he's there with a poster of the beer commercial and explains to the gang how Marcel uh, is that actual monkey. Uh, why he waited till we got to the library to do all this, I don't know. I mean, yeah, phone call. I, don't know, I suppose it's the 90s, but what's the point in calling him and paging someone? You just tell him when you get there. Or he could have just done it wherever. Like, he could have waited an hour for them to come back. I guess. And do it. Like, it, it's weird he's gone all that way. Uh, but Phoebes, there's some new songs, though. One's about barnyard animals, which I'm not going to play. There's, there's a lot of songs in this. And I was like, do you, do I put them all in? And then I was like, we're going to have about 20 clips here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the way she's like, the cow goes moo. The farmer comes along <laughs> and that's the end of the song basically like it's it's two seconds long and then she talks about the chickens yeah in the same same way basically uh great song so from Phoebes. uh but on tv though um is days of our lives starring joey again you're all in the boys apartment watching when erica arrives hey erica come on in how did you get here so fast i just saw you in salem right they uh they choppered me in. <laughs> What's up? Oh, and I see you're having a little party, too. Is she here? Huh? Huh? Who? Sabrina. I know about you two. I saw you today kissing in the doctor's lounge. That's not what you think. That was... You told me I was the only one! <laughs> <laughs> all right, look. That's it. I don't think we should see each other anymore, all right? Look, I know I should have told you this a long time ago, but I am not Drake Ramore, okay? I'm not even a doctor. I'm an actor. I just pretend to be a doctor. Oh, my God. Do the people at the hospital know about this? <laughs> Somebody want to help me out here? No, I know, I know. Where am I? University Hospital, the same place you've been for the last 18 years. How, how can you be here and there? Because it's a television show. Drake, what are you getting at? (laughs) I'm not Drake. That's right. He's not Drake. He's Hans Ramore, Drake's evil twin. (laughs) 
Is this true? <laughs> yes, yes, it is true. And I know this because, because he pretended to be Drake to, to sleep with me. What? <laughs> and then he told me he would run away with me. And he did it. And you left the toilet seat up, you bastard. There's a bit of a plot hole in this. So she's just seen him in Salem. Yep. You assume the episode is finished. Yep. Yet the episode is still on in their apartment. Reruns, maybe? Plus one? Did they have plus one channels <laughs> no, instead? I don't, I don't know. think so. <laughs> um, yeah, because the, the way like it works is that she's obviously left her apartment. Mm-hmm. She's come across. And somehow he's there. And he's like, oh, they choppered me in. So, okay, she believes that. She's to- totally crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I love the way she's like, do, do, do the, uh, does the hospital know? <laughs> I love how he's like, I'm an actor, and she's like, Greg, what are you getting at? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, just this wall of denial in her brain where she's just refusing to accept reality. Yeah, I, the way she's like looking around the apartment for Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, just, and who throws water on people? Well, well I was going to say, like, that is absolutely classic. It looks like so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a bit where Chandler throws water. That was unscripted. Oh, really? So, so yeah. So you have, you have Monica and Rachel do it. And then when Chandler does it, that, that's why, like, the line is kind of out there and a bit different. And why, you know, Matt LeBlanc is like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that looks a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet there was, like, the bit the script of, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> just waiting all day to shoot that scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be like, no, I screwed the scene. We need to do it again. I want to throw more, more water at Matt LeBlanc, right? Um. But I, I love the way that, you know, Ross comes up with soap opera logic for her because she, she's living a soap opera life the way she's reacting yeah. herself. Such a smart move. Definitely. You know, Drake's evil twin, Andrew Morris. And, you know, we, we do get uh, another twin for Joey later on in Days of Our Lives. Um, but did you notice the flub that happened in this scene? No. So after Rachel throws the water at Joey... Yeah. Uh, Monica stands up and visibly starts saying her line. Like, you can see her lips move, but you can't actually hear her voice until, like, the shot changes a few seconds later and she's got her back turned to you and the line is played then. Oh, okay. So, obviously, it's, it's multiple takes, you know. Um, but, yeah, just, just a little thing. Because there's, there's lots of little mess-ups that you can spot now thanks to DVDs, yeah. like holes in walls and stuff like that, um, or uh, stand-in actors. Yeah. So, so you know, it's interesting to see that, and that's quite an obvious one to see. Um, but yeah. I, I hate spotting that kind of stuff in TV shows, though. It, it does take you out a little bit, right? I was chatting to a friend the other day about Buffy, and she was saying that uh, in the first season of Buffy, Buffy's stunt actress is, uh, how to say this, uh, more buxom than Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar. Um, so my friend just always refers to it as Buffy's got her fighting boobs on. Because <laughs> 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 she'll have Sarah Michelle Gellar, and suddenly there's a fight, and there's a larger chest. It just makes me chuckle, but I hate spotting that kind of stuff. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. But, you know, the, the, the gang did it like they had a lot of fun doing this. And I'm, I love the way, like, when the gang always stand behind each other in a line and do, like, the sort of, like, you first, and then you, and then you, and then yeah. you sort of thing. Like, they, they do that quite a lot in this, and it's always enjoyable. Uh, but Joey manages to say goodbye to Erica. Uh, so he, he got off pretty lightly. I mean, the fact that they kiss again and then they're like, well, that's, that's, that's the soap opera ending, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to do that. So same with like the slap around the face and the throw in the water. Like it's all soap opera. So. Melodrama for the win. Yes, definitely. We're then at Central Perk and Rob uh, has to tell Phoebe the library board has had some complaints about her songs. Again, did he not listen to her play at Central Perk? I, no, I mean, he, was, he must have heard her at least once because yes. he went back to see her because they recognise him from somewhere. Yes. So I guess I just didn't care. He just went, you know what? I heard Smelly Cat, that'll do. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go ask her out because... I, I wish he had heard the song about uh, Shmooly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the love triangle. <laughs> Luli. Uh, Ross tracks down Marcel, though, and he's right here in New York filming Outbreak 2, The Virus Takes Manhattan. What a coincidence. That's such a sequel title. It, it is. <laughs> It, it it felt quite forced from Ross the way he said it. Yeah, it was almost like it was an actual advert. Yeah, all right. Uh, sadly for Joey though, uh, he finally makes his like TV break, and the monkey's making movies. movies. I love that. <laughs> he's just like, what? He's so he's so. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm on TV and the bloody monkeys in the film. Well, you know that's pretty going. But you know we we have this later on with Ben. 
you know, in their adverts and, and stuff. Yep. You know, Ben Ben gets the part and he doesn't. Uh, but then a kid runs into Central Perk and is asking, is Phoebe here? And then a whole bunch of kids run in because they want to hear the songs about truth. That initial kid is so excited, like, just to be on telly. He's just yeah. like, he's like, is this the lady who sings the songs about the truth? And this kid's just, like, hilariously excited to be on telly. It's great. I bet if we'd lo- looked up who he was, which is probably what we should have done. Probably find out he's in loads of stuff now and he's a famous actor. Or he went to some tragic child star path. P- potentially, right? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, I really like this end scene here, though. Like, they're, they're saying about it being filmed outside that gives it a different look. Uh, so the gang are actually on a film set. Yep. And Ross is trying to find his monkey Marcel. So they're, they're outside in technically New York because uh, it's, it's being filmed on the streets. But whether it's New York or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Chandler makes a, a monkey penis joke, which is always a great time. And then we actually get to see Marcel. But, you know, Marcel ignores Ross calling at him. Yeah, just doesn't, just, just blanks him. I mean, well, he blazes him. He was kind of like that. During the time Ross had him anyway. Like, Marcel didn't like Ross. No. Marcel Ma- just <laughs> put up with him for food. <laughs> yeah, ma- ma- maybe we should have all looked at Marcel and just been like, yes, Ross is terrible, you know, firsthand. <laughs> um, but then that's when Ross starts singing In the Jungle and the rest of the gang join in. Finally, Marcel runs over uh, and is looking pretty happy. Uh, Matt LeBlanc has me in stitches in this with his high notes. It's so funny. He's so into it and having a great time. Like, just, <laughs> like they all start singing to get his attention, and then Joey's just like, "Oh, I'm off on myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a sing." Well, let, let's have a listen. This is so exciting. I haven't seen my monkey in almost a year. What? You never looked down in the shower? <laughs> oh, please! I'm not allowed to make one joke in the monkey's penis genre. Come on, people, back up, please, back up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, excuse up. me. Uh, where can we find the monkey? I'm sorry, guys. Close set. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you don't understand. I'm. I'm I'm a friend of his. We, uh, we used to live together. Yeah, and I have a time sharing the Poconos with Flipper. <laughs> Ross, there he is. Hey, hey, buddy. Marcel, Marcel. <laughs> In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. A window, Yeah, I think this is just the chemistry of the cast, isn't it? Whenever they, they do their songs, like they all go in, full in on it. Yeah, just having a great time. So yeah, having Met LeBlanc there just do his stand-up bits. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just great, isn't it? Just his facial expression, he's so <laughs> in the zone. It's like, eyes closed, hitting the high notes. It, it just comes naturally to them, I think. It's, it's great any time they do this. Um, but yeah, we've, we're basically at the end of our part one, I guess. What I was thinking at this point was, you can tell it's a two-parter as basically nothing's happened. Um, obviously when it aired it aired as one long episode so it kind of makes sense but when you look at it in terms of an episode of Friends when it's chopped into two you are like yeah nothing's happened in this episode like what's going on no, no, I, no guess, I guess that, yeah there isn't there, you know he's found his monkey great and Phoebe has done a song I guess but it just made me wonder would a Friends movie have worked because clearly the writers can handle longer episodes if this was originally you know like 40 odd minutes um, why not 90 I have no idea how you would actually what you'd do for a Friends movie because the problem with movies is people expect bigger, more, better and it's like well if it's just going to be a 90 minute episode what's the point? Well yeah like if you take the, the Vegas episodes or the Bahamas like those would be like the movie type episodes where you have them somewhere different and it's a storyline but yeah I don't know how you would make it bigger and better to be a movie. Yeah I mean and, and from a studio standpoint what studio is going to be like okay just make three episodes in one go um, it's not a film though is it yeah it's like well there's no, there's yeah, no reason because people there was lots of talk about a friend's film over the years and while I think the writers could do a 90 minute episode films aren't structured or written or shot or film anything the same way so no I, and that's probably what changes it like I was going to say you you watch Sex in the City right yeah have you seen the film the th- first one yeah uh, how, how is that different to the normal show 
I don't really know. It felt fairly similar, to be fair. Didn't okay. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't great. Well, I, I, I guess you do want some familiarity, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's... I guess it, it, you take, like, the Simpsons film or whatever. Normally, when you take film, it's... The characters are going to do this big thing, and it normally is we're going to Hollywood, or we're going on holiday, or something, right? Yeah. So... But the friend, Friends episodes are always kind of big in some ways. Like, yes, they have their, their boring moments, but, you know, th- when they do go, go away and do stuff, there's always a big thing, like Joey's getting a new job or whatever. I don't, yeah, I can't. Because I'm trying to think of, like, the, the hangover. Like, would they do, like, a, like that sort of film? Yeah. Where it's like Because that's a bunch of friends all going on an adventure to find one friend, right? There. Which you could never do in with with the actual friends because you could never take one actor yeah. away for a whole film. Oh, film true. But but that's the kind of story you want is where you couldn't do it over an episode because it'd be too short and boring. Mm. I yeah I I don't know what they would do for for natural film that would make it interesting and I guess that's why they never did do one. Yeah, I mean it's, I would guess it's always better to to do what you do well and not risk having an embarrassment flop. So when people when we had the reunion was announced but before it was officially announced as a reunion, people thought it was going to be more content like a new series and episodes. Everyone thought it would be probably like a, a two part of episode of them going somewhere together or catching up or whatever. And yeah, that was kind of scary in some ways to think yeah. about. It's just smart not to because look at like the Alien franchise. Aliens amazing. Aliens is okay. Alien Free and Resurrection and everything since then are awful. Yeah. So just don't don't spoil it. Uh, we then have the outro, and Phoebes is trying to teach Rob how to sing Smelly Cat. Uh, she teaches so many people this song. She does. Uh, yet we really rarely hear her play it. Uh, everyone always overplays this song, though, whenever they're like trying to learn it. Yep. But she's just like Smelly Cat, and they're like, like Joey, like going way over the top with it. Yeah, I mean, Rob like, hits a really, really, really high note, and <laughs> yes. Phoebe laughs at him, and he's like, what's the matter? And she's like, maybe hit a more masculine note. Now th- this ending plays differently. Now I know who it was. When I watched, it, I was like, I don't, I don't get the point of this. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, she's teaching a famous musician how to play her song. How funny that Again, is. Again, no, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like every time there's a guest singer, Phoebe teaches them spelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much right. Um, yeah, you're you're right. Like this is a weird one to, I guess, to promote the show with, as, as a two parter. Like normally two parters are really, oh my god, what's going to happen next, sort of thing. This one, I don't. It's not that I don't care. It just feels like any other episode, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, it's weird because you've you've got the whole Marcel plot thread, which is the main, I guess, the main carryover between yeah. the two, and it's kind of like, why are you bringing up Marcel again? Like, well, it's just I, odd. There's no need, and then I guess, yeah, I guess I don't care about Marcel as bad as that sounds. Like, he's already had his ending and his story. Well, other than him being a cute monkey. He's not a character; he's a prop no. because he doesn't do anything other than hump things and no. pee in plant pots. So it's kind of hard, kind of hard to kind of care that he's back. And we've always said he's been weird in the Friends franchise, I guess. Like he, he he's definitely a season one character, and you would never hear about him in season seven. It, it wouldn't fit into the Friends universe. Yeah, it's like a character got a monkey. That's wacky and zany. And yeah. then like five years later, did you need to care? Like yeah. So, so it's odd. Like it's, it has its moments. There is some funny bits. All the stalker stuff is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And I wish we kind of got a bit more of that, like uh, Book Shields coming back or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you could have easily spaced her out over the two episodes and it would have been great. Yeah. Or, you know, have her come back, you know, every so often as, you know, the weird stalker that just reappears again. Just leaving the boys apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. by hands. And then yeah. Rachel's like, really, still? <laughs> so he's like, what? Uh, Phoebe, Phoebe has some fantastic songs in this. Like, this episode is packed full of songs. Yeah. But if this had been your first episode you've seen, you, you might be like, what's all the fuss about? Because um, some of it doesn't make sense with Marcel. Like, you need to have some of the backstory of the characters to, to understand what's going on. Well, I guess as like, long-time Friends fans, part of why we like the show is because we like the characters and we grew attached to them and it's yeah. their story. But that's not... You need to have watched every episode to, to have that. Whereas if it's just going to be like you've got one, you've got one opportunity to get people into friends. This episode, I think, is fine because it's funny that there's lots yeah. of fun bits. It's full of guest stars. Like it's a good, I think it's a good advertisement in general for the show. Is it a standard episode of Friends? No. no. Like it's not. It's not in the top tier of overall Friends episodes. But I think to convince someone who isn't a Friends fan who doesn't watch Friends that this is a viable episode in the '90s, having the people they have in it. And the stuff that goes on, it's probably like, okay, yeah, fair enough. This is this is decent. 
Yeah, and maybe the the celebrities would take away from that a little bit because you'd be like, oh, look, they've just packed it full of celebrities. Where's the actual rest of the show? Mm. But actually, the celebrities are great in this yeah. because they they don't stand out. Like whenever I've watched it, I've never really thought about who's playing the characters. No, because it like Erica's fantastic. She could have been absolutely terrible. Like Brooke Shields could have been terrible playing mm. that character, but she's fantastic. She's in great. It. Um, you know, you've got Fred as the the zoo owner. He's absolutely great. I think like most actors, it's commitment. If you commit to the role, no matter how big or small the yeah. role is, it, it makes an impression. Definitely. And, and, and Dan as well, like absolutely fantastic. So this, this episode, you know, it has its moments, definitely for sure. But it's not an episode I would be telling people to go watch right away. No, well, I guess because, yeah, I guess. I, I see from a marketing standpoint why they picked it. Yes. As a person who's seen every single episode of Friends that, is, that has existed at this point, it's different. I don't know if... Bear in mind that this is, what, season... Two. two <laughs> yeah. Episode, what, 12. Um, based on the stuff we've seen so far, because they exist at this point, what would you have picked? Because obviously we've got 10 years of friends to be like, oh, I'd have picked this episode. Or, you know, like, you'd have picked, like, London Baby or the Transponster or, like, you know, Snow, a ghost! Like, well, there's plenty of... But they're all later on. Well, that, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, the, the London episodes, that's what I I would say should have been the kind of episode for for what they were trying to do here. Yeah. Like, it's after Super Bowl where they, they picked it to be a, a proper promotional piece. Like, you want that type of episode to to be there. Like, that would have been really strong, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you could pick any other episode to work in this situation because they're all great episodes. But in this particular instance, like they're trying to make a showpiece. Yeah, I, I guess that's my point. It's like the these two episodes are not showpiece episodes. Uh, may, maybe one of the ones where Ross and Rachel get together or break up. Maybe see maybe that would that wouldn't work for a, an advertisement to no. new friends because you've got no context. You'd no. be like, oh, that, those people problem. got it on, so you can't use those. So that cuts out a lot of season two. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think any other episode would be able to replace this that that we've seen so far. But it does need that, that showy episode of, you know, the, the London the London episodes or whatever. Like, that's what they should have written. Um, but I guess we'll get into this more in part two. True. Even though uh, this episode mentions the Super Bowl and there's no Super Bowl in it at all. No, like the, <laughs> it's almost weirdly matters. Yeah. Like, the one after the Super Bowl. Because when I first read the description, I was like, is this the Geller Cup? And I was like, no, it's not. It's no. way too early for and, that. And they do, men- they do have the, the Super Bowl on TV at times and stuff. But yeah, not even on TV no, once. There's no football. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have more thoughts on this in part two. We will. Which will be next week. Next week. Uh, I guess we should do our... Out, outros yes, like, to be continued yes um, yeah, where, where can people discuss this episode with us Ryan uh, on our Twitter at watchfriendspod uh, yep. watchingfriends.com yep and our Facebook page which is watchingfriends and Patreon where you can actually fully right, uh, on, on Facebook it's watchfriendspod as well watchfriendspod as well yeah, yeah I kept the socials the same name on purpose so they're easy to remember. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but basically, Twitter has like a character limit yeah. of 15 letters. And watching Friends didn't fit. Oh, okay. So it became Watch Friends Pod. Watch Friends Pod. So Watch Friends Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Watchingfriends.com on the website. Oh. You'd you think after 45 or so episodes, you would know these by now. You'd think I would. But just like the collapsed Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. And how many seasons there are. And all the other facts we've got them wrong. Uh, but yeah, you, you can write to us. There's a little contact form on the website. You know, write to us. We read out the letters. We do. Uh, you can leave us a nice review on iTunes and Google and wherever else. We do like the reviews, especially if you're constructive with your criticism and, and tell us how we can be better. Oh, I just like flattery. Well, yeah. F- f- <laughs> f- well, I wanted to say that. Like, five stars all the way, right? But that sounds a bit bit much if I just be like, just give us five stars only. <laughs> I want five stars. <laughs> yeah, I do want five <laughs> Give stars. Give us what you want, but I want five. Yeah. Um, you know, you, and you can help us improve the podcast as well because we know we're not perfect. We, we know we're, we're 4.4 out of five material. We want to get to those five stars. We do. You can support us by liking the show and sharing it with friends. I mean, I don't think we've ever actually told the listeners that this is our first podcast. We haven't done podcasts. We've dabbled in other people's, but we've never produced our own. This is our first one we've no, produced. No, I've, I've done YouTube in the past and stuff, but yeah, as, as a podcast, it's our own thing. Yeah, this is the first time we've done We're not, not professionals by any means. Yeah, you know, there's a learning curve. And we do do this in our spare time for free. 
which is why there is ads in the break, um, part of the Hyprex network. But you can support us with money if you like to uh, on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash watching friends. And for your money, you can get uh, ad free versions of this show so you can skip out all those adverts. Yep. You can listen to bonus shows, which are only going to be on Patreon. So we've been covering Joey. Yep, great time. And we have future episodes coming up where we have a pros and cons list of every friend that was inspired by Ross himself. Yep, uh, Rachel's chubby ankles. Which, which is very fun. <laughs> uh, we've got loads of other ideas that we're, we're going to be working our way through, but you'll get at least one bonus episode every month, if not more. Uh, you'll be able to chat with us on there and chat with our friends, fans. Uh, there's going to be polls on there. You can tell us what to do, basically. Want to see Ryan in a wedding dress? You can vote for that. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, you want to hear Ryan's fan fiction of Friends? I, I think we do. We want to hear about Celtic's lady and Joey getting together, don't we? I don't. I'll be in a big emotional mess at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also a tier where, you know, we can read out your name on the podcast. So you can become part of our history. Give you a shout out. And Immortalised can... on watching Friends. E- exactly whatever. right. And, and basically, you know, that, that helps support us because, like I said, we do this all for free. And we do have some goals in mind, like we want to get an extra mic so we can have a third guest on from time to time. And we want to do a lot more fun things like that, really. Great. So we would really appreciate the support. Yeah, so if you can and you want to, please do. Um, if you don't, tell your friends about us. <laughs> if you don't, make someone else. Do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, f- I think that's it for, for another episode. Indeed. We'll be, be be back next time with part two of this. I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Because there'll be more Marcel. I do like Marcel. And um, that's basically the end of Marcel as well. Yeah. Monkeys are fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is that another monkey penis joke? <laughs> uh, yeah. So until next time, we will see you later. Cheerio. Goodbye. <laughs>